Hey nurse friend, welcome to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast. I am so glad you're here. If you are looking for more flexibility, time, freedom, and fulfillment, you are in the right place. Have you ever thought about being an entrepreneur? Have you been searching for other ways that you can make money? Nursing brings you joy, but you're tired of working long shifts, being short-staffed, and feeling stretched so thin. You're thinking something has got to give. You would love to be able to work from home around your family schedule and be your own boss. Are you struggling with where to start and what you can actually do to make this happen? Figuring out how to build the business online, the social media strategy, the tech, all the things are holding you back. Nurse friend, I've been there. Hey, I'm Brian Bell. I too was a career nurse frustrated with the healthcare system and I wanted more flexibility to work around my kids' schedules. I wanted to use my nursing skills in a way to make an impact that felt aligned. But I kept telling myself that I needed another degree or certification in order to make that happen. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to grow outside of the hospital walls and figure out how you can make some money online. This ER nurse is about to triage your nursing career. It's time to give your career a little CPR. Let's revive your nurse heart. friends, welcome back to the show. I have on a special guest for you today named Travis Hornsby, and we are going to be talking about how he started a student loan planner business. Back in 2016, he was helping his wife tackle her six-figure medical school student loan, and through that problem, Travis turned that into a business, which he runs today that is called the Student Loan Planner he has a podcast as well called The Student Load Planner, and that's where he gives free tips to help six-figure borrowers achieve financial freedom. Travis, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate your time and cannot wait for my audience to hear from you. So if you would, just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what The Student Loan Planner is all about. Sure. Well, I'm the son of a nurse. My mom was labor and delivery nurse for like 30 years. And so, uh, you know, feel like I'm sort of in the family a little bit. We would come up and bring her, you know, nice treats when she had to cover for Christmas, Thanksgiving <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. So um, I want to wake up all the nurses today and the nurse, you know, if there's like also other folks listening, like nurse practitioners as well. Um, if you're in your like late 30s, 40s or 50s, then there's a temporary program in place right now that ends October 31st, where if you're working, if, if, if you have worked at nonprofits or government type hospitals, um, then you or schools, for example, I know we were kind of talking about, uh, you know, school nurses, right? Um, if you're mm -hmm. in any kind of this 501c3 or government hospitals, there's a temporary program in place where if you have student loans of any kind that are not purely private, then 100% of it could be forgiven if you take action by October 31st. Oh, wow. That's cool. So it doesn't matter when you actually like accumulated the student loan debt. Like, does it, does that matter or play into the fact of, of getting that forgiven at all? Only catch is you have to have made some kind of payment, you know, over at least 10 years of cumulative service at a 501c3 or government employer full time. So what does that mean? Okay. So, you know, any big hospital systems, typically a 501c3, you know, there's yeah. a couple exceptions, right? Like HCA, that's a big for-profit chain that doesn't qualify. 
But you know, okay. most most hospitals that nurses are going to be working at are going to be nonprofit. Um, yeah, there's government hospitals, right? The VA, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also, you know, school systems or local government employers. Those also qualify. So I would, my, my guess is probably, I don't know, probably at least two thirds of nurses work at the right kind of place to qualify for loan yeah. forgiveness. Now, the right. thing about nurses is we, we actually do help a lot of people with five figure debts too. Um, it just yeah. so happens that, you know, people that reach out to us for uh, what we mainly do is like customized student loan plans for people. It's like a few hundred bucks to get kind of a, you know, a, a customized personalized plan. And so, you know, if somebody's got $30,000, they're probably not going to spend a few hundred dollars getting a plan. They probably just need to pay it back. But if yeah. somebody's got, you know, 50, 70, 80, you know, 150,000 of student loans, that's when people's pain levels are so high. They're like, I really need to know what to do with this. And right. I just, I just wanted nurses to be aware of this because what I'm finding is that the kind of the most personal finance oriented people, the most like dialed in money people are are kind of figuring this out. But the people who are kind of like my mom, who like, you know, cares about personal finance, but like she's got a lot of other more important things in the world going on. Um, right. You know, if she was, you know, 20 or 30 years younger, kind of in this zone of qualifying for this, if she would have totally missed out on this opportunity. So I'm trying to raise awareness, you know, among people that could qualify. It's called the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Waiver is the name of the program. And, you know, mm -hmm. usually you have to have the right kind of loans. You have to be on an income-based repayment plan. You have to make, you know, 10 cumulative years of payments. Usually forbearances and deferments do not qualify. Basically, mm -hmm. all of these normal rules are completely waived due to, you know, the administration claiming emergency powers over the student loan program. And those, because those powers are emergency powers that waive all the rules that Congress set, those powers expire October 31st, Halloween, basically, of this year. So mm -hmm. pe people, let me just give an example. Um, let's say you've got $50,000 of loans from, you know, nursing school, and you borrow mm -hmm. them in, you know, let's say the mid-2000s. And you've been popping around different employers, you've been in and out of forbearance, you've been paying on the extended plan, maybe the graduated plan, and you've just kind of been paying Maybe during the student loan payment pause, you had a low interest rate, so you didn't worry about trying to figure out the student loan pause. That kind of a nurse could consolidate her debt and then apply at studentaid.gov slash PSLF. And if she's got that 10 years of credit at a qualifying employer, she could get the entire thing, 100% forgiven tax-free, which is normally not the case at all. Wow. So with this, the PSL waiver that is put in place, is this because we are in such a crisis when it comes to student loan debt in our country? Is that why this is in place or is this stemmed from something else? It stems from the program being designed poorly when they rolled it out. So they rolled yeah. it out in 2007. And the problem is, is a bunch of banks held student loans that were guaranteed by the government. And they didn't want that money to be forgiven because that would cost uh -huh. them a lot of money, right? So they kind of lobbied, I think, to get the forgiveness program only applied to loans owned by the Department of Education directly. So that was a small portion of the total student loan debt. You know, back in the 2000s, most of the debt was held by banks and it was guaranteed by the government versus owned by the government. So in 2010, the government nationalized the student loan system and took over all the student loans, basically, but only for like new borrowers. So right. a lot of pe a lot of people like that have tried to get this forgiveness program have been frustrated in the past because they had loans that were the wrong kind of loans. And to get loan forgiveness, you would have had to know how to convert your bank-owned loan into a government-owned loan. And then that was just really confusing and made people really just 
really a scary, intimidating process. So a lot of people just put their heads down and just ignored it. And yeah, and then they hear that they can get loan forgiveness. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I should apply for that. And then, you know, the people that were applying just didn't know they didn't qualify because they had the, the, the kind of loan that existed before 2010. And so mm-hmm. based off of, you know, the Biden administration still deliberating whether or not to cancel student loans, what they've been doing before that decision is trying to kind of tweak things around the edges. And so this was their effort to try to like funnel as many public servants as possible into getting loan forgiveness with this limited window they've got, or, you know, their administration is sort of stymied in a lot of like their policy goals, right? But this is like this thing that they could do via executive order. So this is why they're they're doing it. And, and you know, they, they picked October 31st. It's kind of like a uh, sort of a arbitrary date, but they picked that date. They might extend it too to the end of the year, but we, you know, Political people will tell you that they're they are forecasting probably Republicans to take at least one chamber of Congress, which should probably throw a wrench into this program. So it is expected to be temporary. It is expected to expire at you know by October thirty first at the latest, the end of this year. So there really is a very limited window for for people uh, to take you know action on this, and it's also not limited to people who can get the full forgiveness. Maybe you have seven years out of the ten years that you could get towards forgiveness. Well, then you could apply and get seven out of the 10 years credited to your account. And then you only have to sign up for an income-based plan for three more years and the rest of the balance is forgiven. Um, they, they also announced flexibilities for forbearance and deferment. If you were in at least 12 months of forbearance or you were in uh, any, any kind of deferment besides in-school deferment, a lot of that credit can now count as long as you're working at a, at a qualifying employer. So this really is a moment where, you know, I think, frankly, a lot of physicians who, you know, have higher incomes and access, therefore, to more kind of resources, I think, to hire people to, to, to just try to navigate this for them. I'm actually seeing a higher proportion of physicians get this than nurses, which shouldn't be the case. Um, but it's just because I think, you know, physicians, uh, you know, financial advisors and like people that, that's, you know, kind of focus on that group tend to, um, you know, tend to be, I guess, just trying to um, add value and, and try to help people be more aware of that. And I just think that really, frankly, nurses are, uh, you know, my mom would say the ones doing all the work. I, I think my yes. <laughs> uh, wife, my wife, my wife is a physician, so she might disagree. It's kind of a funny yeah. there. Um, but, uh, but they, but you should, as a nurse, you should at least get a fair shake and you should at least get yeah. as much of this opportunity as other healthcare providers that, you know, that they have the benefit of earning more money. Yeah. And I think when it comes to, <clears throat> the amount of student loan debt that you accumulate as a physician, you're going to school for eight plus years. And then as far as like compared to a nurse, it's like half of that. So their debt is, is way like on the higher end and they're paying monthly, like the cost of a mortgage for their student loan. So that's probably why they're maybe taking advantage of this a little bit more than nurses because nurses we, in a sense, make good money and maybe the loan payment is smaller. So I love that you're just bringing awareness to this because if we can take advantage of something like this, you know, one of my um, huge things is really being able to have that financial freedom and, you know, through creating a passive stream of income, just allowing you to have that like time freedom as well as that financial freedom if we can implement something like this and really take advantage of it, I think it just, you know, contributes to that moving closer to that goal of being financially free. So I do have a question. So 
if a nurse is listening and she's, oh my gosh, this sounds like something I could qualify for. That would be amazing if I could get my student loans forgiven. How do they find out if they are eligible for this loan forgiveness? Yeah, I mean, the the way they could do it on their own is, you know, to go online to studentaid.gov and to try to log in and see what kind of debt they have and how long have they been making payments. So like, I guess the, the simple the simple question would be, how long have you worked full-time at a qualifying employer? A qualifying employer is 501c3, your government. So, okay. you know, m- most people I think might not know if their employer is 501c3, but they might know mm-hmm. that, you know, they work for some hospital that some rich person put their name on a wing in the hospital. That's a qualifying employer, right? It's like if your employer could get a big check and that would be tax redonation, then that's a qualifying yeah. employer, right? So do you do you have at least 10 years or do you have at least several years? It doesn't have to be 10. Do you have several years of credit, you know, at a at a at a nonprofit or government employer? That's question one. Question two is, you know, how long have you had your loans? Have you had them for a couple of years or have you had them for, you know, 10 years? That kind of matters because that's dependent upon how much credit you might get with this this waiver program. Um, mm-hmm. And then what I would tell, honestly, most nurses, um, I think most nurses would just probably be best off just consolidating the loans and just taking a gamble on this. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple cases where that wouldn't be a good idea, but it's pretty rare. Um, so I would say for most nurses, you should probably consolidate your loans at studentaid.gov. And mm-hmm. what, that mean, what that means is you take all your old loans and you turn it into a new loan. Um, and, uh, and it's just still owned by the government. It doesn't affect your interest rate or anything like that. So okay. that, that loan you'd want to send to a company called Mohila, M-O-H-E-L-A. So you'd want to mm-hmm. send it to Mohila. And then once that consolidation is done, which takes a couple weeks, then you send in your application. So to send in your application, you got to go to studentaid.gov slash PSLF after your consolidation is completed. And then you got to submit uh, your what's called the ECF form, this employer certification form. What that is, is just simply you, you pre-fill that form with your employer's information. You might have multiple employers you need to do this with, and you need to get a signature from your employer basically saying that you were an employee from X date to X date. So you need to get that for all the employers that you worked at that qualify, and then you submit it. And then it takes okay. about three, it takes about three months after you submit that to get an update of your payment count. So if you do that, if you do this now, it's June. So see, you consolidate, that's end of, Ju- that's end of June, so that's July. Um, and so you've got July, August, September, you would get notification of your payment count being updated right in October. Now, the, the good news is you don't have to have your payment count updated by October. You just need to submit the application by the end of October. So we still have a lot of time for people to do this that are listening. And they all, we also have time for them to tell their friends because that's one of the most powerful things I'm, I'm hearing is just people telling their, their friends about this, uh, their yeah. significant others, you know, their, their, uh, you know, f- friends at work. I mean, cause again, it's sort of about raising awareness of this cause it's just such an yeah. amazing opportunity. Uh, and it's just something that's not going to last for too long. Right. Right. And, you know, and you can probably speak to this a little bit better, I've always heard, even if you file bankruptcy, your student loans still aren't forgiven. Right. That's and, correct. Yeah. And so having an opportunity like this to at least in, in the very minimum, have a portion of your, your student loan debt taken care of is a huge, big deal. And so, yes, thank you so much for um, raising that awareness. And I think just by you coming on the podcast, I mean, that is 
you know, I tell my nurses all the time, it's like podcasting is an amazing place to educate. And so much of what we do as nurses is educate. And like, when you come onto a platform, like the podcasting space, it's like this global impact. And so it's really cool how we're able to do that and really speak specifically to my nurses about like really being able to bring awareness or educate to make an impact beyond the bedside. Like we have been given, you know, we went to school to be a nurse and we have skills and all of the things, but also a lot of what we do with educate. And so, yeah, the podcasting platform is an amazing place to kind of spread the word and like you said, like it just gets people talking and like telling your friends and telling your family member and just really just word of mouth, um, just spreading um, awareness around that. So yeah. with your business, yeah. So with your business, the student loan planner, I know it's helped 8,000 plus clients and saved $426 million on student loans or something like that. A lot. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. For my nurse listening, because I know just for me, and I think uh, I think a lot of people are like this. It's like, you're talking about, okay, the steps to getting, like, how do I find out if I'm eligible for this forgiveness and the steps necessary to get your line forgiven? There's a lot of steps and it's a process, right? And my nurse may be going like, oh my gosh, that's overwhelming for me. And so I think that's where you step in with your business. Do you take care? Is that what you do on your end with Student Loan Planner is really just kind of take over that process of getting everything submitted. I mean, of course, there's things that the nurse will have to do on their end, like get the employer signature on a specific paperwork that's needed to be turned in. But do you kind of take over that process and really ease the transition for these student loans that that these people have? Is that kind of your role? Well, we can we can do everything but submit the paperwork for you. I mean, so gotcha. what what the reason we don't submit the paperwork is because it's just it's very easy once you know what you're doing. So yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's like, we'll go right up to that line and, and all, m pretty much almost all of our people too are certified financial planners. I'm a certified financial planner. The okay. business model that we have is again, to charge it's 395 to 595, depending on how much debt you've got. So, you know, okay. some people would give you a, a sort of a, a free estimate because they're trying to get your $80,000 kitchen renovation. That's not really <laughs> our, 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 bus our business model, right? Our business model yeah. is to just have a, a flat fee that everybody knows what it is coming into it. Yeah. And, and, and then there's a really good chance that we're going to save you a hundred times that. And if we don't, at least you'll know that you've got the right plan. So yeah. that's, that's, that's the way we, we do things. And, you know, I think that a lot of nurses are going to find working with us that you're going to get tens of thousands, uh, at least mm -hmm. in savings. Yeah. And, you know, our, yeah. our average savings is about 54,000, I think. Um, and wow. that's just, that's cool. The, the, now that's going to be skewed towards, you know, like if you're, if you got a nurse that did an accelerated pathway to nursing, you know, where they had to kind of do that alternative path that instead of just going straight into nursing school, you know, in college, mm -hmm. those folks tend to have six figures, um, yeah. you know, hundred, 150,000. Also, you know, people that have masters in nursing, uh, obviously people that go back to school and get a DNP. Uh, but you know, kind of the interesting thing about loans for nurses is most, you know, for nurses, if you're going straight into it, you might have 30 or 40,000 of student loans, but you might come out and make 70 or 80,000. So mm -hmm. the income-based plans don't work for you because your payment mm -hmm. is like, you know, 600 a month and you, yeah. you'll pay your loan off in less than 10 years. So mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of why a nurse is kind of get left behind in this. Whereas what's interesting is, you know, a physician, uh, 
you know, gets to pay, you know, on an income-based plan because they have so much debt relative to their residency income. So they're able to get on a plan where they can pay like two or 300 a month. And then what's happened with this payment pause that's lasted for two and a half years is they're not at, you know, nobody is being asked to recertify their income until like mostly 2024 um, or 2023. And so, you know, that means that people get to continue paying two or 300 a month, getting credit for forgiveness, even if you're making, you know, 300,000 as a surgeon. So mm-hmm. there's actually a lot of physicians that will be paying less on their medical school debt than nurses who just got a bachelor's degree, which wow. that's bizarre. It's a bizarre policy yeah. choice, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't mean Absolutely. to make this, uh, I, don't, I don't mean to make this, by the way, like a nurse versus physician podcast, that's not yeah. my point. But my, <laughs> but my, but my point is, is in saying that, it's just to say the student loan system is super complicated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's similar stuff in the tax code where, you know, like some hedge fund person might pay less in taxes than a nurse would pay as a percent of their income. Was that a, yeah. an int- intentional policy choice? I mean, maybe if you're kind of a conspiracy person, but maybe uh, maybe it was just bad, you know, policy making or something. I mean, so yeah. with, when you've got a bunch of complicated programs, I guess my point is, you know, it probably does make sense to get help. Um, you know, you know, I think it's just kind of like, do you want to try to watch the YouTube video and figure out your clogged plumbing problem yourself, which is totally fine, uh, <laughs> you know, or or do you want to call the plumber? I, I, you know, for me and my wife, every time we're going to call the plumber. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no. And I think that you, your business model and having the approach of just having a flat fee, I think that is a small investment on on the the nurse listening, like on their part to invest in that, to potentially save you thousands of dollars, right? Like to have this kind of loan forgiveness uncovered and really use it to your benefit. So I think that is a very small price to pay. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of this because I think it will totally resonate. And, um, you know, whether, like you had mentioned, like whether you are a a new nurse or you've been a, you're a seasoned nurse, you've been a nurse for multiple years, maybe it's a second career for you. Um, I think it is just highly, highly important that at least we're all aware of it. And like you said, if it, if we don't, like, if it doesn't, like if we don't qualify or for whatever reason that we don't kind of fall in these demographics of, you know, this loan forgiveness, at least we're aware and we're able to tell others about it so they can then take advantage of it. So thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate all of your advice, all of your wisdom surrounding this, because again, I think nurses, like when it comes to numbers and when it comes to money, we kind of, we, it's not really our wheelhouse. And so (laughs) having you just kind of put it out there and say, Hey, I can help you. I think that is a small price to pay for, you know, such a huge benefit um, on the financial end of things for nurses in the long run. Yeah, one more point too to make, you know, you can even combine this program with loans for your kids' education. So if there's some nurses that are listening that are old enough to have college-age kids that you took out mm-hmm. Parent PLUS loans for, you might be able to even do this on Parent PLUS loans if you have one loan from your education to toss in there. So we've actually seen some really interesting cases where a nurse might have, you know, a, a few thousand dollars left in her student loans from when she went to school, but she's got mm-hmm. 150000 of loans for her kids' education. You can wow. combine all, all of those loans together and get that combined loan forgiven, which is just really mind blowing. So yeah. This, wow. you know, this is 
I mean, we, we, we do a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, even when there's not temporary programs in place, there's all kinds of loopholes and strategies and tax strategies that you can do to pay less on your loans. Um, you know, and even for people that have private student loans, there's different ways that you can get better interest rates and, um, and refinance those. But, um, yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope people, um, I hope people reach out. I mean, if, if they do reach out and mention, uh, that, you know, they heard about us on this podcast too, we'll give people a year of support after their, their consult call via email. And we'll, yeah, that's a double the usual time that we give support for, which is six months. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for offering that. And if someone wants to reach out and connect with you, where is the best place um, that they can do that? Yeah. I mean, if you are ready to get a plan to see if you qualify for this, studentloanplanner.com slash book, and then just make sure to mention the Passive Income Nurse podcast in the in the form that we ask you to fill out um, so we can be ready for your call. And if they just want to listen more to stuff about this loan forgiveness program that's out there and just all kinds of things happening with student loans, uh, you know, kind of with with all the reforms that are going on, I would suggest checking out either studentloanplanner.com or also our Student Loan Planner podcast. People can look that up and listen to those episodes. I think that's, those are the the suite of services, right? If you want the free stuff, listen to the yep. podcast and check out the website, sign up for our email list. And then if you're looking for the, just the simple solution is just to book the call at studentloanplanner.com slash book. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate your time. Of course. Thank you for having me. Hey, real quick before you go, make sure wherever you're listening that you are subscribed to the show. If you are listening over on Apple iTunes, all you have to do is tap in the top right-hand corner on the plus sign. This is going to allow you to follow the show and get notified every single time an episode airs. And if you have been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, please share it with them. Spread the love. I would be so grateful. Did you know that we have a Facebook community? The Passive Income Nurse has a community over on Facebook. So make sure you scroll down in the show notes, click the link and join us over there. Or if Instagram is your thing and that's where you like to hang out, we can hang out over there too. You can find me at The Passive Income Nurse. Say hello, shoot me a DM. I would love to be able to connect with you over there as well. I'm so grateful for you guys. Be proud of yourself for showing up, for investing in yourself, for taking action and pursuing the thing that God has placed on your heart.